I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's Boucher. The three. live we live let's get it all right we're live man welcome to the first ever episode of hustle play with chris boucher chris what's happening brother man what's up man Yo. i think it's about that time how long we've been trying to make this happen for <sighs> eve how long now a few months we've been trying to make this happen and i i had so much stuff to talk about like i said i wish we would have did that earlier especially when i was struggling because uh Whew. it was rough tell you that much well listen man timing is everything timing is everything brother what went through your head the first time when you heard about this idea doing this show with yahoo um at first i was like i'm not too sure because like honestly i have no filter you know what i'm saying so like i'm kind of scared of like what i'm gonna say especially that you know not everybody could you know want to know the truth and sometimes you know i don't say it the right way i don't think you can help it I can't, but that's why I didn't want to do the show. But now that I know that it's okay, let's get it. <laughs> Don't get fired. I won't get fired as long as, I mean, I won't get fired, tell you that much. I think I'm doing good things, and I won't go to an extent where I'm saying stuff that I'm not supposed to say, but it'll get a little bit more than what you think you're supposed to hear. <laughs> Where does that attitude come from for you, though, man? Because, mm. I don't know, I feel like people are, are really going to get a different side of you now when they see you on this show. Because when you're on the court, we see you. You mm. seem like a fairly quiet dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But when I'm around you and I see you, I could tell that might be just for the court. I mean, the the problem with me is that if I'm in somewhere, I'm in a place, and there's like 20 people, and I know 19 of them, and there's one person I don't know, that I get quiet because there's that one person I don't know and I don't know if I want him to hear my business. So most people just see the quiet part of me where, you know, I'm somewhere I don't talk much. But when I'm with all my friends, though, I probably talk the most. Like you guys, Eve, you probably ask Jojo. I talk shit a lot and I like that. And honestly, I feel like I have an answer for everything and it's always ready. So, you know, people Is that don't how you that always part. were, though? Or did that kind of just change over time? Uh, no, I mean, obviously when I was young, I couldn't talk shit most of the time because I didn't have nothing, so people were talking shit about me. So obviously that's a... In what way, though, what do you mean? I mean, you're tall, you're skinny, you ain't got no shit. So it's easy <laughs> to talk about somebody like that, right? And obviously I was just there, and 
You, you know, talk back though. You didn't talk back. I mean, I didn't have much to, to defend myself about. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, what shoes are you wearing? What am I answering to that? Those are the shoes I'm gonna wear for the next two years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> it is what it is, right? What expectations do you have for this show right now? Because I know you're uh, hype about it. I've been talking yes, to you about it for a yes. minute. I mean, I'm trying to, like I said, I've seen Draymond do, uh, you know, his show. I've seen LeBron do the barbershop and. I feel like in Canada, we need a kind of show like that, you know what I'm saying, where we mm. can bring people and they can just talk about their life. And obviously, not just about basketball, obviously, that's what I do, but I'm more than a basketball player. I've been through a lot of stuff, and I feel like people are really good in a lot of different things, and that's what we want to bring in this show is bring them here and kind of know their story, how they made it, and maybe there's kids around that, you know, they're going to start watching this show and realize, like, oh, you know what? This girl from Brampton, that's what she does for a living. Mm-hmm. She comes and talk here, and now she thinks that she could do that too, and get as much people as sexy for as we can and make this show be more than just a basketball podcast, you know, because obviously people want to hear a lot bit more than that. Yeah, I hear you. And I, you know, when we just kicked this off, you mentioned that you were struggling <laughs> early in the year. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all didn't help, but hey, it is. Now, who's, y- is. who's y'all? Twitter. No, I was, I was bigging you <laughs> up. I'm always no, bigging I mean, you up you, on you, Twitter. You, 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 you're, my, you're my guy. I wouldn't do this you show mean on you. Twitter. I'm talking about Twitter. I'm talking about BBFG, whatever. I don't know who you are. I'm talking about Smooth Bucket. I don't even know if you're you talking about basketball. You're talking about there. William Liu. Uh, listen, killing you on there. Listen. He's been better as my a My boy, William. Though. Listen, I, have, do, I do not have an issue with him. Like I said, the only issue for me is... I make mistakes, so we all stop making it like it's the biggest thing. I should never play basketball ever again. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. Because you pick and choose when you want to put me on the spot, but you don't do that with everybody. Like, what the fuck are you doing, Chris? Like, what is this? What is that? Okay, well, sometimes you tweet some shit, and I feel the same. Do I go on my Twitter and say, what the fuck is William Young talking about? about? No. So just leave it to that. Besides that, you do a good job. You're no, I like William. Though. I mean, I think, passionate. I think he's legit. He's really passionate. I thought he's said some crazy stuff about you before, though. 100%. And like I said, I'm a respectful person. And I won't say nothing because, like I said, it's his job. But don't let me be a reporter and, re- and have to report about reporters because I'm firing. But, yo, as an athlete, though, for real, like, what do you guys do when it comes to social media? Because, are, wait, are you one of the guys who really goes on there and takes it in? No, or? I'm tagged. That's the difference. Honestly, that's the difference about this year. I don't care about social media. I usually go there, and that's my new TV. I watch what people do. I watch dumb stuff. I watch my friends. I, you know, just get updates. That's the new, you know, the new way of knowing what's going on in the world. But, like, I don't care what you say about me. Like I was saying, I don't know you. Like, you could be, like, living in India talking about me right now. I don't know you. The problem is when I'm tagged, now I am forced to see it. Mm-hmm. That's different. Or you come in my picture and say, hey, listen, you should never shoot a three in your life. <laughs> you made me lose $1,000 on my bet. I, I don't care. You but you must I be shot, tagged a whole lot, though, man. I mean, on no, like a day-to-day basis. It got to a point where, like, yes, I was like, you know what, man, this is enough. Like, these people are acting like I got two left foot. I'm not supposed to be running. These people are telling me. I go to my job every day, right? We got yeah. practice every day. So this mm-hmm. person is literally telling me to ship me or we got on a trip, right? We're in Atlanta. He's like, leave him there. What are you talking about? What do you mean leave me here? Like, what? who is you? Is you Masai, Bobby? I don't know you. How are you doing that? And it just comes to a point where like, it's like they put the clip 
And then like, what the fuck was he thinking? And in my head, I'm like, you know what? I don't have the explanation. But during the game, I thought I was doing something good. I messed it up. But you're talking like you have my like you have my job in your hand. And if you have the chance, you would just. Now, I know you probably talk about this stuff with Eve and 100%. Jojo, but do you guys as like teammates, mm. do you guys have these kind of conversations when it comes to social media and stuff like that as well? I mean, we do. I mean, obviously not as much. You know, we don't really care as much. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when you go to a slump, obviously people talk about you and all that. So like people, it's known in the locker room. So basically what the media says, you're more focused on what your coach is thinking. You know, obviously like if the whole world says I suck, I want to know if my coach think I suck too, really, because he's the one playing me. But like when it comes to teammates, I mean, we try to support each other as much. I think that's why we're a good team this year is that to the ups and downs, People are finding the roles. People are working there. People are putting their little pieces. And I posted today something about the perfect puzzle need all these pieces. Cause you got a lot of those gems. I see. Yeah, I mean, I you know I've been working on a lot. It's been like uh, what since New Mexico. It's been like five, six years. I've been working on my courts. I had some shit one. I had some good one. Um, it got to a point where I thought I was so good I was gonna post every day because I had quotes for every every day. But mm. now I had to cut this down because he was like, "You're full of yourself," which, hey. I'd rather love myself than not, but I understand. So <laughs> let me ask you this, because you know. you're talking about your team, and so I want to know how you guys, you guys look really good right now. Yeah. I mean, you're clicking, right? Mm -hmm. Big win in Miami, triple overtime game. What is that like in a triple overtime game? Obviously, you're tired as hell. Yeah. But when you get to that second overtime, that third overtime, does the game plan kind of change? What's it like in the huddle when you're talking to Coach Nick Nurse and the other coaches? Um, I mean, for us... Obviously, those guys play 50 minutes, so, I mean, they, they probably know more about the situation. But for us, it's more like trying to, you know, figure it out, you know, well, how we could help from the bench. Obviously, they're getting a little tired, and there's, like, you know, cuts that you could probably help out and be, like, you know, he's right there in the corner and stuff. So, you know, after the second overtime, we're like, okay, we, we want to leave, you know, like, that's enough. Like, this ain't football. Like, I'm not, why am I here for 90 minutes now? So, like, it gets to the point where, like, obviously – the game gets a little sloppier, but yeah. it gets more intense too. The fans, they, I mean, they had their fans and all that. So yeah. I think it was definitely a, a good experience for us, playoff moment. Uh, Realized that, you know, we could win those games. And like I said, it's one of those games where we had bad games. You know, we went to Detroit, we got our ass whooped. You know, we went to so many places yeah, where games were supposed to win. And listen, Detroit has something on us. I don't know what it is. We get there and it's like the air is just like space jam kind of like like and we all lost our powers like i don't understand but you know we played trailblazers same thing happened but then we go to milwaukee and we you know play the best basketball so i think I, I feel like whenever you guys play against detroit it's like Dwayne casey turns into phil jackson yeah i mean it's them it's their team it's everything i feel like the ball just don't listen like you know what I'm saying? Like, you go over there, you shoot the ball, and it just doesn't hit the rim until the fourth quarter with seven minutes left. We're down 20, and now things are going in, and we're making a fake comeback. But what do you guys say at that point, though? When you guys, we're cursed. What do you guys say when you lose to a team and get your ass whooped against a team like Detroit? And I mean, no disrespect to Detroit, but they're, they're at the bottom of the league in the East. I feel like... Still NBA players. I mean, you could lose to anybody on any given night because yeah. the talent is just high, right? Yeah. But you struggle against a team like Detroit, and then you're putting in work mm -hmm. against some of the top teams in the league, right? Yeah. So from a fan's perspective, they're, they're like, how does that happen? I mean, I, I it's kind of hard to explain. Maybe they got her number, you know. Maybe there's some stuff that we got to change when we're going to play them. You know, maybe we double the the emphasis, double the effort to beat them because they probably, you know, 
No, Detroit been beat by Toronto like oh, every year. We go to their city and uh, we have more fans than them. So I mean, they probably got a little one right now, feeling like they just want to write it off. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, Milwaukee probably thinks the same thing. They beat everybody, and when it comes to us, they hit a wall. So I think it's every team got probably that that one team that they struggle a little bit more to beat. Um, I mean, if you look around the the league, it's like that. Like the Lakers keep losing to Sacramento and. Well, they're losing to everyone right now. Yeah, I mean, that's their problem. But (laughs) I'm just saying that's one thing I see that is that, you know, they play Sacramento, and I've watched them play every time, and Sacramento seems to always find a way to win and make Mm -hmm. the game, like, a really good game. And I feel like every team has that that one team that it does that. Like, I like watching Clippers-Dallas. It's always a crazy game. Lucas seems to always just giving them the work that he wants. So Mm -hmm. he actually gives us the work too, but that's another thing. So when you turn, I mean, you've ended up turning around for yourself mm-hmm. and you've been able to do that through doing other things besides scoring. Yeah. Right. Hence the name of the show, Hustle Play, because that's what you seem to be doing yeah. on the court mm-hmm. every time you're on there. So rebounding, running the floor hard, mm-hmm. being able to play defense and stuff of that nature. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to make that transition from not playing well to doing your thing. Yeah. Is that something that is, you know, you kind of just have to look in the mirror. You have different strategies you're trying to implement for yourself. Is that a hard talk with Nick Nurse? What's the process like when it comes to that? Um, I mean, there's definitely the look at yourself in the mirror. Like, I feel like you got to look at yourself as a player and realize that, okay, you can't be that player that you want to be. Like, obviously, like, certain circumstances don't allow you to be what you want to be, so... You got to change the way. It might not be now. Like I said, it's all about timing. Like, you know, I do want to play like Kevin Durant right now and just shoot and do whatever I want. But in the circumstance I am, it's not the role that we need to win. So, you know, you just got to find a way to realize what the team needs. And then you can excel. Like I said, we're winning games right now. Um, you know, I'm not shooting the ball as much. I'm doing my job. I still feel like I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. Do you feel you team. need to, though? Yeah, I mean... Because be I always feel like you don't need to shoot the ball. I mean, you, there's different ways you can impact yeah. the game. Yeah, but I never saw that because all my my whole life I, I've been shooting the ball. Yeah. Like, I went to Oregon, I'm shooting. I went to Santa Cruz, I was shooting even when you tell me not to shoot. Then I got away, <laughs> went to the GD, I shot the ball again. Yeah. Then my first year when I got here, when I was playing a couple minutes, let's say... The garbage minute they were putting. What was I? What was I known for? Chris gonna come in the game and shoot a three. Hell yeah! So I was known for that. Now, so then after that, the year after, I'm shooting more threes. Then I get my percentage to 38. Now I think I'm a shooter. I'm shooting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then after that, you get to a point where like, okay, five games in, you're what was that? What did I start the season for? Ten for fifty. Now when I shoot it, you can see it right away. The fans are, what the fuck is he shooting the ball? He's trying to build a house. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sounds good. Now you're like, all right, well, I can't shoot it no more because honestly, I'm tired of you guys talking about me shooting the ball. So now you're trying to figure out what else you could do. Does that and stay in your head, though? Does it play mind games with no. you in the heat of battle? No, no you ain't seeing Miami. I just want to shot another three. Like, Yeah, that's true. I can't believe I even asked that question. Uh, I mean, no, I don't have this. It. Yeah, yes, yes, no, yes, and no. Because I do do jack, not anymore. Because now I think about it a lot more than I used to. And it's a good thing because it made me a better player because, like I said, I focus more on defense because last year, everybody knows they were talking about my defense. You can't guard. You can't guard. You can't guard. That's all I heard last year. I was playing good offense, but I couldn't guard nobody. Now, they're a little bit more mad because I'm not shooting the ball as much. But 
expensive, but I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm grinding a different position. I like that, though, because the one yeah. thing that I hate more than anything mm. is a player who's on the floor who's not ready or afraid. That's one thing that I can't is, stand. That won't bring you that far. You know what I'm saying? Either you're extremely talented, and then you could just get by it without having that dog in you because you're just talented, mm-hmm. or you're going to have to need that dog because I feel like most players in the NBA, like you get to a point where like you're going to meet somebody that just wants everything. You know what I'm saying? And you get to that point where you got to play against them, and your talent ain't big enough because he's going to hard, hard work you. He's just going to do everything. The little things that you're not want to do, he's going to do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've watched a lot of players, and they're super talented. They get against a guy that's just all over the shit. And it's like they never play basketball again because you're neutralizing what they like to do. They want to play chill. They want to get the ball and do their own thing. Now you're all over them. You have, the like, game. a specific team or player that you like to play against or a team that you like to go up against for any Philly. specific reason? Philly? How come? I don't know. I feel like I always got my good games against Philly. I feel like somehow, somewhere I'd find my ways a little bit better. I don't know if it's... You had a good game against Philly this year in Philly, too, I had a too, bunch right? of good games against Philly. That's that's the that's the one thing I like. It's just I feel like I get my spots a little bit more. I don't know if the defense they're doing, but somehow I seem to always find a way to, to be at the right spot when I play against them. And I don't know, man. It's Joel. Joel and B, it's a, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's a challenge. Every Dude's time a and, beast. Like, yeah, man. Like... And when I go play against them, it's like, all right, you know what, man? I recognize how good you are. So if I could you know, give you a match, people won't realize, you know what, man? You know, he's trying to play too. And that's one of the best big men in the league. Speaking of Philly, I don't want to get into this too much because I don't know what the situation is behind the scene. A guy like Ben Simmons. What do you think that situation is about? Like, it's, it's sad I mean, to me. It's sad to me to see, to be I won't lie honest. to you. Right now, when I think about Ben Simmons, I'm thinking about how much money he lost. That's what I'm thinking about. Like, I can't think about what he, what happened over there because obviously I'm not there. But, like, every time I hear Ben Simmons, I'm like, bro, you know how I many millions you're losing for not playing one day? Every day now? He, what they say, you about to lose about more than 10 million? I think maybe close to double that? Close to 20? God. 20 million? Nah. Nah. It must have been a bad situation, though. $20 million <laughs> that you're just at your house, Wayne. This is... Anyways, but, but like, the one thing I do respect is that he stands on his ground. He said he doesn't want to play there no mm-hmm. more. He probably got a good reason, and he's staying with it. So, I... No, like when somebody makes a decision, I might not agree, but if you're fully behind it, I can respect that. But mm-hmm. if you're, today I want to be this, today I want to be that, today I want to be this, then I don't respect you no more. Because honestly, mm-hmm. like what what makes me think that today you want to do this and then I'm risking everything for no reason? Like that 20 million is nothing to him right now. Obviously, his reason is stronger than $20 million. Mm-hmm. It's a $20 million reason. That's insane. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Think about it. That's crazy. You know who else I think about too? Hmm. Fred Van Vliet. Fred Eco. That's a different guy though. I like this guy. Different. Fred Van Vliet. Bet on yourself. What's it like been playing with Fred, with him now as the starting PG, the leader, the captain? I mean, he done turned the bet on yourself for everybody now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're a younger team, you know. We lost all the guys that we have for the championship except OG, me, Pascal, and. Oh, gee, Pascal. 
and Fred. So like, you know, it's a new. You know, we learn every time. Scotty, we got so many young guys that just got here. Precious just got here, and uh, like I said, Freddie took over the leadership of that guy left. You know what I'm saying? And you know, if, obviously, it's not an easy role to do. Like you know, what I'm saying you gotta be more patient. You can't be talking to people the same way because now you're the leader and stuff. So. He, you know, he had to learn that so quick. Mm-hmm. And he was doing that during the years. But then when Kyle left, it was like, okay, this is it. So he's doing a really good job. I think he made all believe that we could bet on ourselves because everybody that goes on the court right now plays like, you know, they believe in themselves. And I think it starts with Freddie, you know. Um, same thing he did with Gary. And now Gary is just lights out. Gary looks crazy right now. Listen, I don't know what like, Gary's on, but, geez, keep it going because – he shoots the ball like this, and I go back on defense. It's going in. Doesn't I mean, when they traded for Gary last season, I thought he was going to be a good player, a decent player. Like I was hurt. I, kn- I knew he could shoot the ball. Yeah. I didn't know how good he was defensively. Yeah. Uh, his offensive arsenal has gotten better. Yeah, for sure. I didn't know he was going to be this good this quickly. Yeah, I mean, me, the reason why, I mean, obviously, like, you know, we I won a championship with Norm and all that. So it was kind of, you know, it hurt a little bit. I feel like he was one of my vets during that time. Mm-hmm. And, like, they brought Gary. So I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, like, I don't know much. I don't know much about Gary. Like, obviously, I watched him play, but I don't know much about him. But, you know, I learned to, like, know who he was and, like, got close to who he, you know, to, to him. But his game just took another level, you know, like from playing defense to, like, you know, like, being third in the league with still on top of the offense that he brings you, um, you know, yeah, it's hard to deny. Yeah, his two-way game is up there, yeah, man. It's, it's hard to deny it. And he's playing like a superstar right now. Like, he's doing some stuff stuff. He's having, like, 30 a game, like, for, like, five games now. Mm. And those are not – I'm not talking about blowouts. I'm talking about closed games. Yeah, he's clutch. Big shots. He's clutch. Big moments. Yeah, I respect that. The biggest difference between Fred and Lowry? I think it's just the years right now. I think Kyle obviously had a lot of years to show, his, to get his leadership to the certain point where, like, when we got to the championship year, he was already a vet. He was already, you know, being an all-star. He already mm-hmm. did a lot of stuff, went to the conference final. He did so much. So um, I think Fred is, is to the point, like, he's, you know, he's, took everything that Kyle learned him. He's probably a little different version because obviously they're not the same person, but he's definitely following those, you know, that path. And I, I'm, it's surprising that he does it at a young age because Kyle, like I said, um, his greatest year were, you know, those, those last year that he played. Were, I mean, championship, I think that was his best year for me, like the way he played in the playoff. But Fred is doing this right now. So it's kind of hard to deny it. What do you miss most about not having Kyle Lowry anymore? Don't poke the bear, man. I think he had that all the time. I think he always made it. We never we never thought that we were out of a game with Kyle. Mm-hmm. You know, like, going to halftime, we could have been down 20. I mean, I was there. For, you were there for that comeback against Dallas. Yeah, I was there. You don't do that without Kyle. I'm like, it's a 30-point game. That was crazy. That's what I'm saying. And he did that with me. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That I wasn't, I didn't have that much experience. Malcolm Miller didn't have a nice experience. Yeah, it was the bench. It was the bench who brought them back in that game. tell you, so. Everybody thought that one was over. Because that was in the second half you guys were down by third. I thought it was over too. Like when the coach put me in, usually I'm I'm doing that, especially during that year. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, try to show you something. I didn't know we were going in there to try to win a down 30. But we end up winning. And that's Kyle. Kyle had like 24 quarter and led us the way. Did the assist and also. Mm -hmm. But Fred had some great game too. That's why it's hard for me. It's hard when you're on a team and you played with both. To actually say there's a difference because they, I feel like they all had the same type of game in big moments. Siakam. He went Pascal through some shit. Is, Pascal's nice. He went through some shit. What do you mean he went through some shit? What After the about? bubble, he went through some shit, man. People were sending send him back to Africa and all that. Oh, like, yes, yes, yes. He went through some shit. Like, but this pe- must be people on Twitter again. Listen. I Twitter, I think it was more than Twitter. Cause it's at a point where like I would go places and hear like how people were mad about Pascal. Mm-hmm. That's that's not Twitter. That's me going to marbles or something like that. Who are of, these people though? Um to me they're nobody. But like just people in their basement and stuff. Listen, it could be it could be a doctor, it could be a surgeon that he thinks that because he could Fix a new ass. He knows how to tell you how to play basketball. Yeah, I bet they ain't saying it now, are they? Absolutely not, because Pascal's playing like an all-star. And that's what it is. They love me, they hate me, and they love me again. You know what it was? I mean, was he really playing that terrible? No. I think what the difference was is that they were looking at how Pascal played predicated on Kawhi Leonard being here. And it's different when you have a guy like Kawhi Leonard in the lineup yeah because the defense is focused on him that yeah. kind of opens the floor up yeah. for pascal so i was urging patience mm-hmm. for people yeah. when it came to pascal siakam because now when the defense is primarily focused on him mm-hmm. because it looked like the offense is going through him it's going to be a little different right it's going to yeah. be challenging there's going to be adjustments but the way he looks right now mm-hmm. to me i think this is the best he's ever looked yeah he's passing he's rebounding you know, he's, he's like aggressive as hell. He's aggressive. His shot got the little mid range, got a little, um, you know, he still got that spin move that he's using. So, and there's one thing I there's one thing I've realized about Pascal is that um, he's back to himself. There's a moment where I feel like we all were like, you know, it's Pascal, but we don't feel the Pascal energy. You, you mean like saying? was it? Is it's that like, like off the court though? Or? It's just no. It's just like the way he's moving. You know, we've I've seen Pascal from championship all the way to now, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So there's there's something I feel like he was missing. And I think we all got those moments where there's a little flair, a little swagger that you kind of lose a little bit sometimes and you get it back. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, there was that. I think a lot of people were mad. Like I said, a lot of people feel like they are the GMs. They are the coaches. They are, you know, like, they don't want putting pain the players, you know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. A lot of people they were mad because they were like, "Why? Why did we pay him? Who did you pay? <laughs> what are you talking about? We pay him 135 million. No, you don't pay nobody. The Raptors are. Well, you know how it goes already. I understand. Look how like, many. Look how. Up. Look how many people are gonna be talk. <laughs> look how many people are gonna be talking shit when this show is done. Talk shit about who? 
They'll be talking about me. Oh, look at this guy. Who is this guy? Look, everybody, could, they, everybody always has a comment for something. You could come in this show and talk your stuff. Come on. We, 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 like I said, we don't discriminate any, but I, you better, if you come here, you, you have to know what you're talking about, first of all, because honestly, we're being honest about a lot of stuff. We're not like just talking to make people, you know, feel like we know everything. Like, I don't know everything. You could come here and learn me some stuff. I learn everybody's stuff every but day. But I think, I think that's kind yeah. of the society that we live in now because we have Google. Um, I mean, it is what it is, to be honest with you. Like, I don't live my life over what people think about me you know i know who i am obviously i want people to have a good image about me and see me as a role model but if you just decide to see chris as an asshole or whatever then i can't do much there's so much i could do you know what i'm saying like yeah but i th i think people they don't when they see professional athletes they yeah. just see guys who make a lot of money yeah they kind of dehumanize you right they don't look at you guys as 100%. actually people who have feelings also they just said you guys are athletes and it doesn't matter how they feel because you're rich some of us don't do a good job with that too though what do you mean for example you see somebody you see a kid or whatever and he's like hi and you like brush him off or you don't you know what i'm saying like some some simple as like you know like when i see somebody and he actually approached me the same way like i'll tell i'll say hi back you know something like that but like mm -hmm. if you're a total douchebag then when some thing wrong happens to you don't expect them to feel any sympathy for you yeah that's true you get what i'm saying like yeah. if you're a good like some some guys are really good guys good athletes and they really so when things like that happen to them then i'm like yeah fuck you guys the fuck you talking about this guy's you know what i'm saying he's a good athlete he's a good he, you know he does whatever he has to do mm -hmm. he never been in the wrong like he never did something off the court whatever so if it's all off because he didn't play well, that's fine. You could be mad for one day and leave it, leave it alone. Mm -hmm. It's different when, you know, let's say I, I go outside and some fan sees me and he's like, hey, Chris, how you doing? I'm like, fuck you, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Then the next time he says something about me, I understand. Like, last time he saw me, I told him to go fuck himself. Yeah. It yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it make, does make sense. What is your why, Chris? What keeps you motivated? What keeps you going from a day-to-day -day basis? I mean, I'm trying, I was trying to get better. I feel like I have a vision. Eventually, I don't want to be, you know, like when I start, when I'm done playing basketball, I don't want to be doing anything, to be honest with you. Like, I want to, like, I want to have camps and, like, you know, lead the kids and all that. But when it comes to, like, you know, like, working and all that, like, I think I've did a lot during my life where to get to this point where I feel like when I'm done, I want to be done for real with everything. So mm -hmm. this is what pushed me every time is because I know, I have to put in the work now to get to that point because, like I said, first of all, you don't never know when basketball is going to be over, but you also never know what's going to happen after you're done playing basketball, and that's what. But hold on, can be what scary. is the actual age you started playing ball? I mean, I played. You know, I played in like, parts and stuff, but like seriously, first game, like I was like twenty, twenty-one. So when you were younger, Alma. you never pictured playing in the NBA or doing anything. No, I was with Chief Keef. No cap. I was Chief Keef. I was in the hood. I had dreads, and I was chilling in the hood. And that's what I thought I was. And, and it's just the life that I lived. My friends were doing it, and that's what I was doing. I would wake up in the morning and go see my friend, and we would just talk about whatever and just think that we're representing the gang. And that's what I thought I was for the longest time. So how did who was it? Ibrahim who turned it around for you? I mean, Ibrahim. He was a part of it. He definitely, Igor, definitely big part of it. They um, like I said, they took me from from that image that I thought I could be 
mm-hmm. but just by saying I could play basketball and then go to school. So that definitely took you know that aspect out. But I also feel like somehow, somewhere, even though I was doing, I was in the hood, whatever, I still find myself on a basketball court, even if it's just to shoot. So, you know, and I, I got taller. I think that helps out too. I was tired of telling people telling me I'm tall for nothing. You know, there's a lot of stuff that comes in, but like they're definitely the biggest part of it. Like, you know, they gave me the opportunity, I took it. Man, there's a lot of things that we're gonna be discussing. A lot of things. Yeah. And I just believe when you're doing a show like this, there are so many other things that you want to talk about besides the game of basketball. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you've been through it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've talked to you before, and you told me there was a time when you were homeless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What is that experience like? Because I can't even, I can't fathom that. I mean, I think there's two things that really made it hard is at the age that it happened. So, like, you know, you, when you walk around, you see homeless people, you see are they like 30, 34, you don't really know what they did. You could be like, there was drugs. You could be like, you know, they didn't have the help to support their need or whatever. But I felt like I had all those stuff and just was not good for me. Like school was not good for me. My family, whatever, like the husband, whatever she had, my mom got, that was not good for me. So it got to a point where the only place that I felt that I was okay was by myself. So most of the time I wanted to be myself most of the time and it got to a point where it got me by myself for real. You know, mm-hmm. like if you don't talk to your family every time you always want to be outside or whatever, you get you pushing yourself away from them. Then after that you get to a point where like, you know, my dad I didn't I mean, it wasn't really good with him. So like now you're by yourself. And I got to a point where I was by myself for real. No house and nowhere to go. And um I feel like what it did to me, it really helped me knowing who I was because I during no time I had to figure out who I was just to stay above water because like it's easy to lose yourself and just be like you know what I'm just gonna do this I'm just gonna rob this or do this and fuck the consequences right but um yeah I think it helped me with that I think it also made me realize um that obviously there's a light at the end of the tunnel because like I said I was I was homeless but some of my friends got killed some of my friends went in jail so gave you a different perspective or you know what I'm saying? I never went to jail, never got killed, still alive right now. So, yeah, being homeless was hard. But I think some people have it worse sometimes. So when you go through something like that and you see where you're at right now, mm-hmm. to all the people who are going to be watching this, yeah. what piece of life advice would you give to them? I'd say I believe there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Because sometimes I'm telling you, you get sometimes you're far in the tunnel and you don't see the light and the light might be a year from now you might have to walk a year before you start seeing a little bit of light Mm -hmm. but if you just want to be like you know what i'm so dark in there i can't see nothing i'm just gonna stay here well you know what happens when you don't move nothing so if you think there's a light but you don't move you're not gonna see the light that's just what it is Mm -hmm. that's a great point man you got to keep it moving yeah keep it moving some i mean some stuff Keep it moving and don't bring it with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could keep walking and don't have to bring the luggage of shit with you. But you still got to keep walking. You know what I'm saying? Not just be like, oh, I have this now. Let me fix it before I walk on. Like, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you could walk with it and just leave it somewhere somewhere down the road. Go ahead. That's what I do with a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff bothers me. I don't tell you. I don't tell you, like, I wake up and I'm like, what? Why this? Why that? But it doesn't linger to my whole day. 
mm-hmm. after that i've realized okay it's gonna be there for x amount of time then i okay that's what it is i deal with it i'm good just kind of accept it understand that's what it is and keep going i mean i've had it worse so there's there's not much right now that will come and that well knock on wood but that will come that will bother me to the a certain extent you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying like i know my routine i know what i do i know how where i'm at my family's good my friends are good that would usually could shatter a lot of the negativity what's a game day routine like for you um i wake up i'll eat go to practice wash around probably grab some pancakes from over there come back maybe watch film or eat uh eat whatever our chef cooks then i will watch film a little bit with eat go to sleep wake up and then go to the game who's in your headphones i know you're a music guy Oh yeah, honestly, I want, that's another thing I might do. I might do radio, um, just Wait. when I'm. I like music, uh-huh. like any type of music. Like you come to my house, you might it might go from Gucci all the way to Simple Plan. And honestly, it is what it is. Depends on why I feel. You know, like radioactive. I don't, imagine Dragon. I've listened to up and down, old school, new school, Gap Band, whatever, whatever you want to hear. I you're usually, going old school for real, then. Yeah, yeah, I'm. You know, I've listened to a lot of music, so, you know, that's, it's hard for me to tell you what I listen to, because honestly, I might just wake up today and just place play, and whatever song comes out, that's the te- team of the day. You, know, you ever chop it up with Drake? He's around pretty often. Um, I mean, I've talked to him a little bit. I love his music and all, um, but not to a point where, not to a point where, you know, trying to get into his business, so he's trying to get in mine. <laughs> Anyway, let's get to some rapid fire questions before we get up out of here, right? <clears throat> that meme, you have one of the best memes of the year right now, man. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm not really happy about it. Why not, man? I think that's a great meme right there. Yeah, but not the world needed to see it. I knew it happened. You happened. Everybody knew I worked hard. You know what I'm saying? You see how he's telling me? That's, that's the no, problem. That's a nice I've meme right there. people say, listen, I had people tell me that my pull-up gains 45 second max over this meme oh yeah this yeah okay i had people say that this is how you look when your girl asks for a round two i had people listen i got flame over that and all what happened was i had a hard game i felt like i played well and i was actually tired why y'all just take it for what it is you were busting your ass that game man for real i'm telling you honestly when i got to the bench i was happy that it was over and then after that, I went on Instagram and then. You have a favorite in-game block or dunk? The block on Giannis, for sure. Mm-hmm. The dunk on Giannis, for sure. And honestly, I'm not being on it, but those are my best ones. Um, and I also have one that I hate because it happened to me. Which one? The Rosen. He posted your ass. Oh, my God. That was question. nasty. <laughs> it was dirty. I won't lie to you. I looked in the ceiling. I said, it didn't go in, right? And then I saw the referee. I tried to tell him to <laughs> get me up. Referee went like this. He looked at me on the ground. And one. Yeah, look at this shit, man. Listen, I always say I like centers. <laughs> the fuck happened? I like centers and power fours that get dunked on because I need guys who are going to challenge people at the rim. I don't care if you get dunked on or not. <laughs> 
I don't want my big man who's in the middle just letting guys do easy layups. I should have let him go. Yeah, you should have that time. Uh, <laughs> let's see what we got next. Hustle play, hustle play, not this day. <laughs> Last question before we get out of here. When you got to the NBA, mm-hmm. were you as satisfied as you thought you were going to be? Absolutely not. I was pissed. I was a two-way. I thought I was going to be drafted. I watched the whole show. My name didn't come in. Then after that, obviously, I was hurt. I, I was I was already coming with a lot of hurt, you know, a lot of disappointment. I told myself before being getting to the NBA. So I didn't really know what to expect. But the one thing I was happy is that I made it. But, like, what it means to really make it in the NBA? Like, it's, it's not really the goal. The goal is to stay. You know, you can, everybody can make it to the NBA. You can get a 10-day. Are you going to stay? That's the question. And then when you're in the NBA, obviously for you to stay, you have something that you could do that nobody can. And I didn't know which one I was. I didn't know I was going to be that good as a shot blocker. I realized this year I could play defense. So I I definitely didn't know I could play defense over there. (laughs) So now it's like, you know, you start realizing, okay, those are the things that I could do well. And then after that one year, two year, three year, now you look back, you're like, I've been in the league for like four years now. Never thought that before. Does it depend kind of on politics as well? Is there is there politics uh, opportunities? Politics is all over the place. Because some sometimes a player does nothing on one team. He mm-hmm. goes to a different team and he comes a completely different player. Yeah, but it's but, just about opportunity or systems or how do you believe that works? I mean, I think there's a lot of things behind it. I think it's definitely politics, but also I mean, it could be your relationship with your coach. It could be what how the the organ, organization sees you. I feel like there's so much stuff that comes in that you could be doing the same thing for five years and not be seen until you go to your sixth year where they actually use what you are able to do and now you're somebody else. And Mm -hmm. to be honest with you, that's the one thing is that you got to be patient, but you also got to get better all the time. And when your time comes, you got to use it. So, like, when people say, oh, it's just easy to do it, no, because there's so much stuff that comes with it. It's like talking about trades. You never know. You could say, oh, it's easy to just trade him and him. But is it really easy? No, it's not. Because mm-hmm. there's so much thing behind Yeah, there's a it. lot of things in the background. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, I'm going to send send this center for this center. Okay. Now you got to talk about the money. Now mm-hmm. you got to talk about the match. Who else is going to be involved? Is it better for a first-round pick? Is it better for next year? Like, you guys don't know what you guys are talking about. And then y'all just go with the rumors like everybody knows. The only person I trust is Woods. When yeah. I see my name or I see somebody's name on Woods, I know it's true. Besides that, everybody else... Mm. kick rocks well listen man we're, we're gonna be doing a few shows and That's i think nice. it's about to get interesting 100%. you got you gotta bring one of your boys from the squad out here one i'm day. bringing like i said i'm trying to bring everybody from this team because i feel like a, like i said when we're in the locker room we all talk about stuff and i feel like they need to we want to know that you guys want to know what the teammates are what my teammates are y'all want to know who they are and mm. get to know your team a little bit better just like you got to know who i am a little bit more today and like I said, I think most of them are going to come. Obviously, they needed to see the first episode and see we talking real shit. But then after that, you know, we're going to be good. We're going to get everybody here. Appreciate you, brother. We'll link up again soon. No problem. All right. No Make problem. sure you subscribe to Hustle Play on Yahoo Sports Canada. Here's Boucher. The three.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.